I uh, I just had some dark chocolate and I my mouth is all gummed up because of it. Gummed up from dark chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan. We're drinking water. So refreshing. Refreshing. You're the second guest ever on advice for myself. I am honored Thanks to be your guest. Nice. Yeah. The the premise of the entire project is to give advice to myself. Um, but then also kind of the other part of it is um, getting other people's advice that they would give to themselves. That was kind of part of the original original idea was that I could go around and interview people and get their advice that they would give to themselves. As well as like I realized that a lot of things that I tell people, I'm like, oh, actually, I'm not telling them advice that I think they should follow. I'm actually kind of talking to myself mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So that's the premise. Got it. What advice would you give to yourself? About what? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, give me a subject. Well, th- the answer is it can be about it can be anything. But subject um transport yourself back to m- my day. Your age, you mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. What advice? <laughs> what advice would you give to yourself? This would be a 24-hour podcast. <laughs> There's a lot of advice I would give to myself. Oh, man. Um, On the serious side, yeah, on the serious side, there's a ton, a ton of advice. Um, A lot of listen to your heart and not to, sometimes not to your head and some, and yeah listen to your heart that gut that feeling that you get i think you can trust it because a lot of times so it depends on if you want to get into you know spirituality kind of things so things that i've um that i have learned over the years is a lot of times that gut um and there's a quote from a uh, a James Patterson book in this particular one. And, and it said, speaking of a particular character that the realizing that this particular, there was something inside her that told her not to grab the door handle. She was going to open a door and she listened to that gut feeling and not open the door. And then the realization was that sometimes that um, that inner voice is basically, it's like the quiet voice of God speaking to you, if you'll just only listen. Got deep real quick. Deep real quick. <laughs> so I, I would say that, and going back, and you don't have to get into that, the, that kind of a deep level. Uh, be responsive to what comes up. Be really? responsive because there's a reason. And it's the same, like even now, I would say that, um, and a lot of it, 
So you can say whether it's it's spirituality thing, whether it's a um, guardian angel, like whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call it, or just, you know, again, just kind of like listening to your gut. But a lot of it is what I've learned um, just in doing trauma work um, is that your body knows. So trauma is stored in your body. So as well as as probably some of this other stuff, it's in your body. And so it's, you're basically listening to yourself. So however, whatever term that's been used over the years of, you know, follow your gut or, you know, listen to that little voice in your head, even though most of the time we don't, you know, that that's, that's what it is. So it's stored in your body. Your body remembers. And so then looking back, it would be like, okay, I could have avoided a whole lot of, is there a language warning on this no, show? No, no. I could have can... avoided a whole lot of shit <laughs> if I had simply listened to my gut. Yeah. And in not doing so, then stupid stuff happened or yeah, something but, that was but traumatic. sometimes listening to your gut leads you to do stupid things, potentially. Yeah, or, some... or maybe not stupid, but like maybe not stupid isn't the, the correct word, but like how do you know if listening to your gut is going to turn out the way that you think it will while you're listening to your gut. Because I think your gut, well, the difference I think is if you're listening to your gut or you're listening to your head, you can really, you can quickly get in your head. It's that initial feeling. So it may not be this audible voice going, um, don't open that door. So it may not be anything like that. It just may, again, that gut feeling, sure. so that instant, instant thing you feel inside that's saying turn left, turn right, whatever, versus taking any any time after that initial feeling to then process it and to verbalize it in your head. Yeah. That's where we get in trouble is to break it down. Okay, that's interesting. In my opinion. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, coaching and trying to... I'm connecting it to coaching because a lot of performing at a high level is actually just getting out of your own way yes and so what you're saying about trusting your gut and listening to your gut is also like get out of your own way by turning off all the thoughts yeah like you you basically know like you basically know when you have a decision that you're encountered with you kind of know right away whether you're going to make the decision one way or the other but then your head gets in the way and you start thinking about like oh well what if what would this person think if i did this or what what would this consequence be of this and this and this when really you might already actually know that know the answer deep down yeah i and and when i was coaching um we would work on everything in practice and the goal was which i i told the girls that i was coaching is basically when the game's going on, like once we get to that level, right? Not first game of the season, but yeah, once, we once get you to get that the level, reps, once you get the reps, once you get the the rhythm, and I can get dialed in with each I other. I can be there. I'll take care of the subs. I'll take care of the starting lineup. I'll take care of some of the other stuff. But I want you to play the game, feel it, and so trying to teach because I was coaching lacrosse, so it's teaching field vision is what I would call it, and that's. 
you're, you know, you've, you've had the reps, you know what to do. Now you get to have the vision and get the feel and trust your gut in the course your of the body game. already knows what you need to do to score a goal. Any, any of the other thoughts or being in your own head just gets in the way. Of that, that gets in the way because then, I mean, you've heard the typical, you know, like, um, a coach may say, I said a coach, not me. A coach may say, if there was a a really bad decision made on, it was like, okay, what were you thinking at that particular time? And if they answer, well, I was thinking this and this and this, well, then they were in their head. If it was like, I don't know, I just went with, okay. That's how you make mistakes. Yeah, like, You're doing it 100%, it was my, you're following. It was my read and I went with it. Exactly. So what, what what we find as well is when you have a lot of those negative thoughts or worries, it clouds that, that brain function of being able to just react, right? Like every, every additional thought I think of as like another bit of interference, mm-hmm. right? Like TVs, we used to have antennas, right? And I, like Connor, you remember that? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, I know. Having to having cable antennas. Yeah, having to fix the antennas. Oh yes. To to get the right signal, and if those weren't just quite the right way, you'd get little snowflakes coming through. Mm -hmm. Every thought is a snowflake that clouds the picture, right? Mm -hmm. So like, just get the thoughts out of the way. Get the emotions. Emotions can also do the same thing. Yeah. If you have emotional reactions, your brain isn't able to function. Like, really, if you think about lacrosse or hockey or rock climbing or football, like, your brain's making millions of split-second decisions. Mm -hmm. Thinking and emotions and worries and fears cloud your performance. Mm -hmm. Because it just... it. It's additional processing power that your brain doesn't need to be using on something that actually isn't going to get you any closer to scoring or and all of those things earning your goal interfere your with with trusting yourself. Yeah. And as we all say, what advice is do we always get? Trust your gut. Yeah. Right? Just go do so it. So that's kind of what I was saying like from the beginning is listen to your listen to that inner voice. Trust your gut. But if everything else is clouded and it starts eroding that trust and you start doing the what ifs, what ifs and, or I did this before and you're in your head, you can't, it's so cloudy. It's so noisy. There's so much static and snow that how can you trust your gut? You can't even get to your gut. You can't right. even hear it. Right. Yeah. Cause there's just too much going on. Too much noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what I would say. Okay. Trust, Trust your, your gut. gut. Trust your gut. That would be advice for yourself. I mean, that's really high level. Right? That mm-hmm. that's applicable across the board. How True. about how about practical advice for yourself? Practical advice. Yeah. Like like Don't eat hot tamales before you do a workout. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. What happened with I that? don't mean the candy. I mean, oh. like really hot tamales. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, okay. Tell us about that. It just doesn't, it doesn't work well 
No, it doesn't so. work well, but what? why did you think it would be a good idea in the first place? I or, was hungry. I like hot tamales. Did you know that you were going into a workout? I didn't think about it. I was just hungry. So now I would say the better advice would be eat something light. Eat a protein bar. Have some of the good stuff. Get some carbs in you. Carbs. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, this was a long time ago. Yeah. When okay. I used to work out. <laughs> <laughs> I've started again. Yeah. Lately. What would what would advice to yourself be about workout mentality? Go into it knowing it's going to suck, but and then when it doesn't, then it's great. Yeah. So so just like the last so the workouts the over the last um you know 45 to 60 days to get ready for um ski season it was just simply making the commitment and doing it and it's always easier if if you're doing it with somebody and so that there's accountability yeah when you do it on your own it's so easy to bail so if you can if you can get a partner and you have accountability and you do it, um, yeah, it's not going to feel so great at the time. But then afterwards is when afterwards is when it really feels. So when you if your legs are like jello or I mean, you're just so gassed from the workout, then it feels good. Yeah. Similar to throwing up at the particular <laughs> time, like. It is not feeling good when you're hugging the toilet. Oh no! But afterwards, feeling pretty good because all I, I have a recent experience. Oh, I remember. Oh, do you know? <laughs> yeah, very recent. Oh uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So and it's that and and, and the <laughs> thing too, is you 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 typically will resist throwing up. Like I hate throwing up. Oh yeah, you I resist it. it for a while, and you'll you'll lay there and you and you're just feeling worse and worse and worse, and you know. You should just go throw up and it'll be fine. You know but it's you don't like throwing up. No. Right? And then when you finally do, and it's pretty miserable during the time, so when somebody says, we're going to go 50 side steps with the band and then 50 back, and you're in the middle of that going, I hate you. <laughs> this is like hugging the toilet. That, that sounds like that happened. It sounds like it did. Yeah, you were doing that to me. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so then, but when it's over, you're like, oh my God, like there's, there's relief as well as accomplishment. Like, I threw up accompl- in this toilet. Relief, <laughs> accomplishment and all the bad stuff. You think you got bad stuff out, right? So when yeah. you throw up, you're getting bad stuff out. And when you're doing the workout, you're getting, um, you know, fat ass, lazy stuff out, you know, <laughs> Well, I mean, for me, it's not fat ass. It's just like fat gut. And then <laughs> no you ass. get that out. No ass. <laughs> it's true. I don't. And and you get that out, right? So you just know, like for me, I know that there's some, some of that stuff is gone. It's, yeah. it's working its way yeah. out, right? In the and, form of carbon dioxide. Like yeah. Physically, it's, it's actually leaving right, your body. Exactly. And then it feels good. So when they, So then when you keep doing that, then it sucks less and less. Mm-hmm. when you go and do the workout unless yep. you 
scale up your workouts and then it's still but then your body can handle it and then you're also getting stronger and stronger because the you kind of get used to it but then you up the ante so that you kind of you're keeping yourself on your toes still but yeah you're starting to build a tolerance for some of that stuff so you know if it was um you know the first time you did it it was really hard so the first time you decided it was a good idea to drink a six pack by yourself and go oh that was a really bad decision well then over time you've built up a tolerance so that you can handle (laughs) i'm not saying you're not implying anything i'm not no (laughs) i'm just saying it could fall along the same line but not to the point so Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah you could be well i mean you know you've seen the pictures of uh gym rats that are like monsters like they that's all they do Mm -hmm. and they're just gigantic so Mm -hmm. i'm not saying go that far oh well yeah it's okay i wasn't i I didn't take it that you were um or drink a six pack a day i'm not saying go that far yeah i mean i i'm sure i would build up a a better tolerance than i have now and you'd get a gut like me (laughs) (laughs) that's what would happen so so you said something interesting that we'll dig into a little bit more I find that CrossFit is a proxy for enduring hardship in life. And I'll, let me explain a little bit more. CrossFit, you show up, mm-hmm. you don't know what the workout is. Nope. You get into it. You might feel good that day. You might not feel good that day. Mm-hmm. But halfway through whatever the workout is, Unless it's something you really like doing, mm-hmm. which would be like a vacation in life. If it's something you really like doing, then you're right. just kind of cruising through it. But most of them aren't your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Halfway through, you're like, what the hell am I doing? This sucks. Yes. You suffer through it. But then at the end of it, like you were just saying, you feel so good. Yeah. So that's context to the question. Does growth requires suffering and this could go a bunch of different ways wow mr anonymous that is such a good question thank you no i think it is does it require does it require suffering i think it does you're absolutely right i mean You can have meaningful conversation. Well, for me, it seems like I can have a meaningful conversation with someone about life, right? And all kinds of things that have to do with life, right? Just, I mean, that's a very broad term. And it can be a really meaningful conversation if they have experienced some hardships that um i mean they're they're it's it transforms them a little bit and then you're so then you're having deep conversations you're in your heart space having those conversations right versus those that i've had with people that i mean that they have lived an instagram life right everything's been perfect i'm like really and then maybe and maybe it has maybe it hasn't maybe there maybe it's maybe it's a front it could well. be a front, you know. Um, 
And so then, because I would, you I would ask, also say that even rich people have problems. They're just different kinds of problems. Oh sure, right? yeah. But I, I think I mentioned this in the, epi- in the, Josh log episode before. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> did it again. I did it again. But this time we'll actually we'll go. Edit that we'll actually post. go through and edit that out. <laughs> yeah, it happens. You yeah. know, it's okay. Uh, in the monologue before, it's like, if you actually did have everything in the world. If you were Superman mm-hmm. and nothing could actually beat you, mm-hmm. like you kind of need a kryptonite to make things interesting. Hmm? Otherwise, it's boring. Otherwise, it's boring. So, like, do you is suffering then the point of life to make things interesting? I think suffering is it's it. I think it can build it can build armor it can, when you need it. Um. But you, but some people can take it as, then they live behind the armor all the time. So then those people that are living that you know have this Instagram life, where like everything is perfect, but when in reality it's really not. They're living in their headspace. They're they're a character. They've created a character, and then they're living this. They're just being that character. So they're are they really in touch with their heart? Are they really in touch with all of that? Because anytime you have hardships. Um, the suffering is like the advice to myself is process it then process it at that particular time you know don't bury it because it doesn't decompose no matter what somebody might think and it's it's getting that out like just it's got to get out of your body Right. Otherwise, your body remembers and your body knows, and it's gonna it's gonna come up. It might not come up for a year, ten years, twenty years, forty, fifty, whatever. It's gonna come up because it's not going to decompose. So, but if so, if you can do it, then so like animals. This is one of the things that I had learned um, recently. Animals don't have trauma because they expel all the energy at that particular time. So, if a cheetah is chasing a gazelle and the gazelle makes it away the whole time the gazelle's running it's going oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit (laughs) but when it makes it away it's expelled all this energy so there's no more trauma it's not like walking around after that going oh shit oh shit oh shit it's it's gone because it's expelled all that energy it learned from it so now it's going to look a little closer and if that blade of grass moves a little different than it should Okay, now I've learned from that. I'm going to get out of here now. But they're not it's not traumatic. They don't see the blade of grass move and then have a panic attack and go, "Oh shit, now what?" And they freeze and they get eaten. Right? So they don't have trauma. Yeah. They're not carrying it with them. They learn from it. They expel it with that energy, that burst. So then so then how has for humans, uh-huh, how has not expelling that been an evolutionary advantage or is it i don't know that it is um i think if you're um well you think about um so we've talked about like you know fight or flight right that fight flight or freeze or freeze yeah there's actually another one but i won't say it fight <laughs> fight or freeze um or fu- Thank you, Roy Kent. <laughs> and anyway, so that is um, 
I can hear my brother from another mother laughing right now as he just heard that in Arkansas. Anyway, oh. <laughs> so um, it at the time, so if, if you go back, right, you know, let's say caveman thing, they were dealing with, they, their trauma was gone because they were, they were expelling everything right then. They weren't holding it in, right? So from that physical activity or whatever. So that's one of the things that I think, like, um, those who can work out, all right? So there's some people that physically can't. But those who can, when, if they've had something, it's been a rough day, and you'll hear people say, I just need to go have a good workout. Oh, yeah. I need to go to dark places. Then you're processing some of that stuff. You're getting that physical part out of there, right? So that's for some of the day-to-day. Oh, sure. I connect with that. That's the day-to-day yeah. stuff. When there's heavier trauma or something specific, so let's say, I mean, if it was a car accident or whatever, right? Or, you know, where you're not physically hurt, but you're you freaked out, right? Afterwards going like, holy shit, that could have been so much worse. I could have died. Like cutting hot electrical wire. Yeah, that. Then you got to <laughs> process that, right? So that's yeah. not necessarily just going, going to the to the gym and and doing a big workout. It might be walking through. Okay, what could I have done better? Like you got to process it. So the yeah. process for you is, oh, turn, turn off, off the fucking breaker. <laughs> yeah, right? you're telling me. So, but the, you processed it. Yeah. If you didn't, guess what? You're gonna cut a wire again. Again, yeah. And it might not come out as no, might not be as okay. Yeah. So, so it's the same thing. Like, so whether it's that accident of going, okay, I wasn't paying attention. I was looking down at my phone. I was doing whatever. And then, so are you going to process that and then learn from it? Um, and if you don't, then there's a good chance you're going to have a problem again. If it's something else that's beyond your control, um, so whether it's it's a loss or a um, or a death or or whatever, and there's losses every day. I mean, so everybody has loss, whether they realize it or not, or whether they want to admit it or not. So whether you, you know, and it's not all so lo- not all losses associated with death, right? So you can lose your job, and it can be a very traumatic thing, or you just think about COVID. Yeah. How many people lost their jobs with COVID? How much everything has changed over this last year and a half with the pandemic? It's almost two years. See, yeah, it's a year and some months. Yeah. So, all the things that were lost at that time. So that might even be, and I mean, I know now we're kind of making up for it. You hear people making up for it, but now there's there's variants, right? But that whole thing of we are going to get together as a family this Thanksgiving, right? Where last Thanksgiving, it's like oh, I don't know. You know, but now it's like they're going to they're going to do these things that that they didn't. They still lost the one last year. So just that gathering or um, that time with family or friends or we always went and visited, you know, grandma at a particular time. And we couldn't do that. Right. So those are still losses. And then you think about all the kids that didn't get their senior year in high school gone. Or their freshman year in college, gone. So, so you're almost saying like you need to redefine how big a loss has to be. 
It does. Well, that's it. Is right. Because you're saying that like there's losses every day. Yes, but I'm all not, over the place. And and the thing is, you can't you can't really put a number to it. You can't gauge it like that to go. Um, oh well, that's a ten on the loss scale. So that's what I mean. Is that like you, what you're saying is that you shouldn't. Well, we collectively shouldn't say that one loss is greater or less than True. another. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Correct? So, and it's processing that that loss, talking about that loss, whatever it is. And the thing is, you can have a loss and a positive and a joy all at the same time. So, let's say that you had to move out of your house and um, that you've been in for a while, super comfortable or whatever. Because you bought this really cool house that you moved into, right? Yeah. So there's a ton of joy there, but there's still a little bit of loss of moving out of the familiar. Oh, yeah. Here's where I was. Here's where all my stuff was. Here's where I started. Yeah. So so there is, it's having to process that. So I'm not saying like you got to go to therapy to process this is something therapy. like that. <laughs> but that's, that's just it, is being able to talk about it whether you're talking about it and getting it out there in the world on a podcast, whether you're writing it down, whether you're, you're journaling it or whether you're talking to someone that you, you can trust somebody's in a safe space to be able to say, it, it kind of sucks moving out of there. I was really comfortable. And, and I know that that's that part of, of my journey that that part's over. And it's not a, but, but, and, I'm really excited about this new house. This is going to be so cool. So you can still grieve that loss and then be joyful of the new the new chapter. So then does that doesn't seem like the traditional grief. It is not the traditional. No, that's just it is because that was with air quotes by the way. Yeah, I, I saw those I, I, but I, I know no one else yeah, saw that. Yeah. hopefully when I emphasized grief everybody was on board with like I'm trying to paint the picture of what we traditionally think of right and 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 what i i do um and my co-host on my podcast is we're trying to take grief um and bring that more into the mainstream because we're not taught that's one of the things we don't get that we're not taught that in school it's not reading writing arithmetic and grief like how do you but we all have to do it every day but we're not taught how to do it and and so a lot of it is, yeah, you just stuff it or, you know, you'll get, you know, just get over it or toughen up or, you know, whatever. Um, and I know those messages have changed over the years, you know, through generations where it was like, men don't cry. Right. And then that's the message you get or, or what, and um, at certain ages. So some people listening to this would be like, oh yeah, that's what I heard. And, and then some people are going, no, my it was it was fine for us to cry in my house, you know that's good. So it's I mean it's made progress. The journeys have changed, and um, and, and so it's just basically trying to get it to take the stigma away from um from grief and trauma and loss and the recovery side of it because it is going to happen, like small if you want to say or everyday type losses to big colossal losses where there's a death of a loved one or whatever that that are you know life-changing life-altering type yeah. losses um 
but you can look back and and go again the kids that didn't get a senior year whether it doesn't matter whether they're an athlete or not like you can't get that back i mean i had a senior year in high school you had a senior year in high school yours looked different than mine so but it was like yeah i had that and then theirs evaporated gone yeah so what do they do with it you know it can't be oh just move on no you got to grieve that you need to recover from that loss so that you're not carrying that with you because again the body holds it the body knows and there's a book out there the body keeps score and it does so there's things that you that as part of that you react to and you don't know why but your body knows so in your head you're like why am i um why am i like this why am i feeling this so like in my case i could be around um whether i was consciously aware of it or not so whether it was around um my daughter's birthday or the day she died that leading up to it or whatever when i'm just being a raging asshole it's not conscious and it's like god why did i react that way or why did i just say that or why did i and then it's like oh shit it's tomorrow or you know again body knows certainly not a conscious thing which is why i'm doing all the work that i'm doing now to recover from that so that um you release that out of your body right and that's doing the work that's that's part of the of the healing process that that I just don't want people to there's no stigma attached to it it's like it doesn't matter and I, and and one thing that I, that I I do see more on in mainstream media is there is and and I think it's great with some of these athletes professional athletes that have really stepped up and said you know what I don't want to do this right now I need I need to take a break I need and this is for my mental health to be able to say this is for my mental health and um and not have, you know, even though I'm sure some people haven't. I mean, you, you, you've seen the, the comments on social media where it's like, they just don't have the mental toughness. Fuck you, they don't have the mental toughness. They have more mental toughness than you because they came out and said, I need this mental break. I need yeah. this break. Or I even think of like the last episode of Ted Lasso, right? When he's sitting down for the press conference after they had, yes. after they had kept going and um, he had said something, I want to address how athletics approaches mental health and and mental wellness after having a panic attack yes and having negative press about it exactly i think i mean i i love that show and i and i and there's so many facets to it and one of them that i've it's resonated with me watching it is is they're addressing it head on, taking the stigma out. And and that's not a new trick though. And it's not a trick, not that it's a trick, but it's like, if you address something head on, it takes some of the sting out of it, yeah. right? Like if I had a problem with you and I just didn't like say anything about it and then I just treated you like shit, mm -hmm. that wouldn't be good for anybody. Right. Actually, not only just us, but also the people that were around us. Sure. Right. So that's, that's breaking it down to a relational level even too. Mm -hmm. 
but if you can face something head on, mm, it gets hard though because it gets sticky. You don't you don't want to show all those vulnerabilities. True, and and now that's where we have heard that for a long time. Like if you've got if you've got a problem with this person, just you know go to them, like be honest with them. Um, you've heard that in the workplace, right? Like just you know say something, talk about it, whatever. But we haven't been saying that about our own, but about ourselves. Like mm. address what is what it's coming up for you, with you, in you. So like do the work on yourself. Do the work on yourself. And so in some cases it might be in fact, for me when I started the podcast, it was basically getting the story out that I was writing about the trauma. And then I just realized people don't read anymore. They listen to podcasts. Okay, so maybe that's me. I don't read anymore. Um <laughs> and I just thought, well then I'll do that. And then it was easier to speak it rather than continue to write it. So well, it's then, kind of faster too. And it yeah, and and you practical. follow what comes up. Yeah. Right? So so when you're you're processing something and more and something else comes up that it that it comes out. And so I thought it was a huge change. I felt so much different. But um at the end of that first season then but what I was realizing is that was just a starting point. And then it's like, all right, I've got to do something with this. And it's not something that, that just me talking into a microphone is going gonna, is gonna to change. So that's when it's like, yeah, going and finding a therapist that I trusted. And, and, and that, you know, when you're talking to that person and you're just able to process. So it's not like they're going, wow, yeah, you're really fucked up nothing like that <laughs> and that's the thing a lot of people may may fear that haven't would that haven't be that. would that be healthy though in some contexts like yo man that was not okay oh it's okay to say it's not okay like it's okay to say that action wasn't okay but it doesn't mean you're oh fair a enough. bad person yeah fair enough right yeah so it could be like i see that you did that and 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 basically kind of putting it back to you, like, was that really the best option? Now that you look back, was that really the best choice? No, and I'm and I'm I'm just such a bad person for doing that. No. Yeah, you're not yeah. a bad person. The action. And so the the action was not good or what, what you did or what you said wasn't okay. But it doesn't mean you're a bad person. And then you try to get to the why why was that the reaction so why was that what you said and and it's just doing the work and you start peeling back layers uh, yeah i i i told i'm tracking i'm tracking yeah. and i'm coming also with an and mm -hmm. like if you get feedback like oh you're actually if someone comes with a piece of data that implies I think you're a bad person because you did this and this and this and this and this. Mm -hmm. Would it not like, do you not pull that thread? Like, so I guess, I guess my line of thinking would go, okay, what truth is there in that? Or is that kind of self-destructive too? 
not self-destructive, but destructive. I don't know. Did that make sense? Sort of, kind of. I don't know um, unless someone's behavior or their character. I mean, it would have to be their heart and their character was so bad. I just don't. I mean, I don't see a therapist yeah. really doing that because the thing is, oh no, you weren't I'm sorry. Born that I way. I transitioned to oh. like, I I transitioned without saying it, but I transitioned to thinking about like. Uh, someone that you would just go to for accountability or that is close enough in your circle that you could say really whatever you needed to say to them and vice versa, or that they were someone that you could trust with telling you, with keeping you in check. But like, I, I don't know. I don't know why I it's went still there, not but a, that's where I went. Yeah. I don't think it's still about um, saying that that's who that person is. Right. Because... It may be that that's, it could be that, okay, maybe that's who that person is right now, or those are the actions that say that's who that person is. So you could say, like, you know, you're a raging asshole. And going, yeah, I guess I am. Okay, but why? So that's got to be the right, next so thing. Right, then, so then, like, what's, what's the indicator? What's the about? driver? What got you here? Sure. And then that's where the... That's where someone that has that, that has the skills and that is in a, in a, you know, a, that you feel really safe with to be able to peel back those layers sure. and go, oh, that was a starting point. And then here's where it went from there because this happened, then this next thing happened, then this next thing happened, and it just took you, took you down a, a really dark road. And then it's a matter of, we got to dig up that road, got to dig up that pavement and lay a new Get highway. Back to there. So, so I'm, I guess the, the line of thinking that I went is in, is in common with, uh, I find that I'm an Enneagram one. I have idealist concepts of who I need to be. Mm -hmm. So if I, if I'm not acting, if I'm not making actions in accordance with what someone would, with who someone would be who was acting that way, mm -hmm. I internalize that as a character, not an action. Does Correct. that make sense? Yeah. So that's I think where I was where I was going with that. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So then, yeah, I I don't know how I, I don't know how we got to this point. I don't either. I'm a six, by the way. So. Yeah, not a big deal. It's an awesome deal. Not a big deal. Well, no, because you're a one. It's it's not a big deal because it's like yeah, <laughs> I'm a six. I know. I, like, oh. No, I know. We got we got really. I'm not deep sure. There. Yeah, I'm not sure how I got. I'm not sure how uh, how I connected that. Because because we were going through about how it it could be. Um, to work through with, you know, with a therapist, work through things mm -hmm. so that you're not um, constantly triggered. Yeah, you're. That's it. But 
Because triggers are if if you have unresolved trauma, that's what that's the stuff that gets triggered, and you don't know. You again, you See, may not have any idea what those triggers are. Yeah, and I I find that for myself, it's not even it does it never feels externalized. Mm-hmm. The triggers are in my own head. Like like I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, it can't. I mean, it can be both. So. Like, I don't feel pressure externally. Right. But then there, but, and it just might be that for, if there is a, if there is an unresolved trauma that you haven't had that trigger yet, that external trigger. No, I'm saying that the trigger is in, it's with like it, I, I am the trigger. Yeah, I think you can be. Sure. You're one. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> but there's externals. No, but I'm I'm just that saying there like are the, also yeah. For, I'm just saying in my experience, in like mm-hmm. it's I don't hear anybody else's voice in my head but my own, mm-hmm. telling me how I should have or could have, could have mm-hmm. and should have are like two very common words in my vernacular. Mm-hmm. Fuck, should have done mm-hmm. that. Should have done that. Would have, could have, should have. Should have figured it out. Talk to someone. Talk to a girl at, at the at the top of the mountain. Should have gotten her number. Damn it, you idiot, dude. I know, but hey, it's a rep. I'm just looking for reps. But like, it's it's those coulds and shoulds. Uh huh. Like I don't I don't feel like my trauma. Mm-hmm. is very much triggered by anything else other than my own like fluctuation of mood. Right. When I, when I go to those times of honestly being really tired, Mm -hmm. unstable, insecure, sure. That then like nobody needs to, nothing external needs to happen. Right. No, I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I do. So circling back to advice to myself. <laughs> yeah, advice to myself. Shoulda. Is <laughs> yeah. It's just listen. Follow the gut. So Yeah, that's really high level. You, that's yeah, really high level. It's pretty it's actually pretty simple because if you'd followed your gut, you'd have somebody else's number right now. Yeah, no, you? but we had a good conversation and mm-hmm. I was like, well, you live here. I live in Minnesota. Yeah, but you come back here pretty often. I do. That's where I was like, and I was skiing away from it. Lanes. I was like, damn it, you idiot. Follow your gut. I know. Well, I mm-hmm. did. And walked away? That was what your gut told you? No, I, I did to start the conversation. Yeah, see, that And was that good. was the rep. Uh-huh. Well, then maybe you didn't want her number, actually. You no, I the did. Rep. Well... Then ask next time. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So you've learned from it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's the point of the rep. So advice to my younger self: ask for the number, <laughs> take reps. That's it. Take take reps is. That's so CrossFit. 
take reps. Yeah, I know. Shut up. So CrossFit. I just say ask for the number. I know. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. I know. I should have. It's all right. It was dumb. Well, and since you're anonymous, she'll listen to this and not really know. But she'll go, oh yeah. But how I, do I? How I do I find that. it? <laughs> I remember this conversation. What's how the can date? I reach out to this hey, guy? I oh, remember this. I don't know his name. I don't know who this is. And he doesn't have an email for me to send my comments to. Do you? No. <sighs> Lost, lost forever. Yeah, that's that's what happens when you're anonymous. That's okay. I'll take it. The yeah. whole so the whole point of being anonymous is that it's not actually like when you talked about like the Instagram life. Yeah. Right. The purpose of this podcast isn't for me to get famous. Right. I think a lot of pot like podcasts are hot. They're hot now. Mm-hmm. Back when I got into podcasts, they weren't as cool as they are now. Mm. Just saying. I'm, I'm a trendsetter. Anyway, a, a lot of them, thing. a lot of them, like, it's hard to, I, I think there's a lot of genuine people out there. But yeah. as as they've developed, you could also see that the production, like, they got commercialized, of course. Sure. And that's not a bad thing. I'm not, I'm not trying to be that anti-establishment, right? But just that no one needs to know who I am. Except, like, you know, if they figure it out or if I say my name accidentally enough, they might. But I know who you are. The, yeah, you know who I am. The The whole point of it is just that, you know, I can I can use this as a as a library for me when I'm 90 years old. Yeah. And and I can draw on other people's I can outsource other people's experiences. Mm hmm. And I can download them into my own brain. I can say that. I mean, that's the point. That's the name. That's the name of the podcast. Yeah. So, and that's just the authenticity of it. So, you know, whether you're doing it in your kitchen and and you're clinking beers and and pop tops are coming off, or we happen to just be in in my oh yeah, we need to tell you about this setup. Yeah. So it's a better setup than I normally. Yeah, it'll sound way, way better. Yeah, but still, I mean, even now, like on on my podcast, I get, I still get emails. Well, I've been getting as it's, as it's grown a little bit. I've been now starting to get emails. No way. For people that are wanting to. Oh no, it's just trying to sell me something. They're wanting to. (laughs) They're just trying to sell me. I don't actually have fans. We can do your. (laughs) Yeah. We can do your. <laughs> Not we can make it sound so much better. We can do your your audio production. We can. It's like, uh, my audio production's fine. No, it's. I good. don't really care. You don't actually know what my setup is. So normally I record on my iPhone and AirPods. Mm-hmm. I could be walking. I could be just sitting on the couch. Just like you were walking the other night. I could be sitting on the patio. Mm-hmm. Um, birds chirping. Right now, birds chirping. Yeah. Uh, we we actually have two microphones, two headsets. We're going into yep. an analog recorder, people, mm-hmm. or should I say person? Like I sh- how people, listeners, listeners. Yeah, but what if there's only one? Well, I know of two. I want them to feel special for listening. So those listeners in Northwest Arkansas, now you know. Okay, so I guess we can use the plural. Mm-hmm. I'm big enough to use the plural. Yeah, there's <laughs> at least two there. <laughs> two there, couple here. Yeah. Yeah. You got like 
10 downloads? No, you got 99. I don't. Oh, this no, is 100. Listens, streams. Streams. Because it's. Uh, oh, because of the, the Spotify the and, and iTunes. And, let's see. Yeah. The, let's see um, what we're at. Format that you use. Yeah. 101 total plays. People, when we started this, when we sat oh, down, 99. it was at 99. Somebody's been listening as we've been recording. Wow. Not I feel this, special. Listen somewhere. Yeah, listening. My estimated audience is six. <laughs> well, I, I know three of them. <laughs> I'm t- it, hey, I, I'm I a huge fan of that. A... Like this isn't about that. This is about just exactly. me recording what I want to record. There's a yeah. Um, but it is kind of cool. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of those people, people think I'm worth if, listening to. If they if they drop some links on their social media page, that would explode. What? What? I said there's a couple of those that if they if they dropped a link to this podcast on their social media page because there's so many followers there. Because be like, they're so boom. popular. Yeah. Are you saying I have popular friends? Yeah, popular friends. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. So, I've got friends in high places. How long have you, you been going? Um, fifty-three minutes. Damn. Uh, I learned sitting in comfy chairs with fuzzy dogs. At oh our yeah, feet. there's dogs at our feet. I uh, when I normally record, I can only record in fifty-nine minutes and fifty-nine seconds at a time. Oh, well, you're kind of coming up on that. I know. It'll only take I don't know an hour to download on your phone. Yes. <laughs> not really. It won't take that long. It, it'll be pretty quick. I'm not worried about yeah. it. Any last thoughts? Yeah. Follow your gut. Yeah. That's my that's my advice to my younger self. Yeah, that's pretty encapsulating. Yeah. I think that's that's the um We got into that really quick. Si- yeah. That's kind of the heavier series. That's cool. That's what would your I mean, lighter what would your lighter one be then? Well, no hot tamales before workout. Yeah, okay. Got um, it. Um Always check your zipper <laughs> when you're, yep, when fair you're enough. going in a public place. I still do that now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I reach. I, I reach. Too. Well, when I'm not, I mean, I'm usually wearing shorts all the time now. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, if I'm wearing jeans or Just pants be. or anything, I always reach to feel that little, the little YYK little zipper. That's a brand. Why did, why? It's who makes all the zippers. Nobody knows that. Well, they do now because I'm in the apparel business. So that's what. <laughs> That's who makes them. So you feel that little top of that little zipper, and if it's not there, then you have your oh shit moment going, where is it? Typically, it's just lower down on the zipper. Well, yeah, or if it's all the way at the bottom and you're walking through the halls of your high school. So. Oh, there's a story there. Well, that's why I check. That's my, yeah. my advice to myself. <laughs> check your zipper. So that's what I do. And there's been times I haven't. And lo and behold, it gets a little breezy. So... I'm, I'm, I would consider myself the type of person that if my zipper was down, I would want someone to tell me. Yeah. Or if I, I had food agree. in my teeth, I'd want someone to be like, hey, buddy, mm-hmm. boogers in the nose. Hey, bats in the cave. But would you really have wanted that from the girl that you talked to at the top of the mountain today? <laughs> hey, by the way, you, by the you way, got something right there. Oh, then you'd totally get her number. Oh, bats in the cave? Yeah, you got it. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because she'll just be straight up with you. Boom. Nice and honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and not just let you go down the mountain gathering more. What's a caterpillar on your upper lip? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll buy you a razor tomorrow. What are you talking about? This thing's staying on for another week or and a half. Week and a half. Yeah, might as well. Well, at least it has an end point. Yeah, it does have an end point. As does this podcast. Yeah, but it's not. You're, you're not. Yeah, the Ted Lasso isn't working for you. Well, it's just because it's blonde, man. And I, it's not just because it's blonde. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, it also. Uh, it's also good just because I don't grow very much facial hair. Yeah, that too. But the blondness doesn't help. Uh, the light's got to catch it right. It's got to catch it really right. Definitely got to catch it right for your brother. <laughs> yeah. Like, you got to have the right spotlight. Oh, yeah. I see it now. Uh, so, advice, mascara, if you want to see it. Huh? If you want to see your mustache, use mascara. Oh, I have a friend who did Just for Men. Like the the touch of gray. <laughs> <laughs> On the mustache. On the mustache. Like the, the hair color. Yeah. The hair color. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I'm, I'm sure he didn't actually use touch of gray. I'm sure he just got like the brown or the black or whatever. That could but work. Side note. Hmm. It, it's kind of funny when <laughs> this might be mean. Maybe it's not mean. I don't know. Just I I thought of a story of touch of gray and the guy so his his hair's black but he got the wrong color <laughs> he got like a brown he got like a brown and uh, for like ten days his hair was like red it was like a totally it's weird color and uh, um nobody knows this guy I don't know I don't know why I'm telling the story. Oh, I know this guy. No, you don't. Yeah, you sent me pictures in email, and I put it on my social media. Everybody knows him now. <laughs> Not really. Not really. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. It was. So are you doing really cool outro music right now? No, there's no sorts of production value to this. You can just end it whenever you want. sing for you? Sure. So, well, you're not singing for me. You're singing for the six for listeners. Six people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, six people. What we are, are out of here.